Hello, and welcome to the ProAV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sam Kingma. In 2018, it's hard to imagine most venues and businesses without some form of AV component. But as time marches forward, many of these AV systems become old and very outdated. In comes Quicksilver, the next generation in AV display, which is looking to change the way venues use AV. Joining us is one of its creators, Maris Ensing, to discuss his team's wish list for a perfect AV system and how Quicksilver meets those demands. How you doing, Maris? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. So I wanted to start this interview asking, what is Mad Systems and what do you do there? We are an audiovisual and interactives company, and we build um, AV systems and exhibits for museums, for visitor centers, theme parks, um, and for corporate entities, visitor centers for corporations and that kind of thing, and boardrooms. Um, Anything to do with AV and interactives, basically. And uh, I want to go into detail spef- uh, specifically about your Quicksilver product. Can you explain to the audience what that is? Yeah, so um, Quicksilver is a new system that we've put together, which is basically um, seven components that work together to create a new type of audiovisual system. Um, the intent being that we started off with wanting something that was a lot more flexible than what we normally have access to, that did a few things that we really wanted it to do, um, and that uh, ultimately turned out to be um, an interesting and relatively low-cost alternative to existing AV systems. So is this a application? Is this a hardware product, a software product, like a combination of those things? It's a combination of the two. So all of the hardware is non-proprietary it's commercially available um and that was one of the the, one of the first things that we started off with because we made ourselves a a wish list of um things that we really wanted in an av system and when we um started putting that together it became obvious that everybody here wanted something that meant that we wouldn't need to worry about building equipment or to sell people equipment that would have a limited lifetime. So we we really just went for a system that would allow us to um, to use available equipment, and that is really what the whole thing is based on. Yeah, I was about to ask because that really that really piqued my interest. I really would like to know like what were some of the major things that you guys want to see in a AV you know effective system. So so the first part was affordable components because a lot of the equipment that we're seeing at the moment is getting more expensive again um it it, or it gets more expensive if you if you have specific needs like if you want very high quality um, video if you want flexibility in the way that you're uh, delivering video that kind of thing so we were looking for affordable components we were looking for non-proprietary equipment we wanted to reduce the infrastructure complexity to simplify installation and that was a big one for us because one of the things that we find is that the cost and the amount of effort that is involved in putting conduits in and putting cables into conduit and that whole process is significant it's a lot of money not only on our side but also on the client side um creating flexible graphics we wanted to 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 have the option to go away from fixed graphics and use projectors and the reason for that is kind of twofold the first one is that the new generation is used to having moving graphics 
and interesting looking graphics um, all the time. And really, they don't want to read lists of information off of a fixed graphic. Combined with that, we were starting to see more and more where, where um, designers were having to put on English versions and Spanish versions onto the same graphics panel for sensible reasons. The problem is you start overloading these graphics panels. So we really wanted to have the option to go away from that. And then the other thing is that we wanted to um, be able to do things like um, look at ADA compliance. And that was um, the next point that we looked at. We wanted to deal better with different content, content to meet ADA requirements. So we wanted to be able to put high um, contrast graphics on when it is necessary for somebody that's visually impaired. We want to put um, subtitles on video. We want to be able to do those kind of things for people with hearing imp impairments. Um, and that really became another driving aspect of what we're doing, different languages, um, all that kind of thing. And the next thing that we came up with is we, we were looking at it and going like, you know, the problem with most museum exhibits when we walk in is that either you tailor it for kids or you um, tailor it for the average adult or you tailor it for experts. And there's nothing you can do with that. If we can avoid fixed graphics in some of these places and use projectors, then instead of being fixed, we would be able to deliver content that is more up, uh, more appropriate for these different groups. We wanted to be able to update content easily and affordably and make that a painless process. And then the other thing that came into that, we've been looking at framing projectors and gobo projectors, and everybody has probably seen the fire projectors and the water projectors, and they're never quite what you want them to be. You know, even the nice LED versions with um, moving patterns in front of them. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do that with video? And then the last thing we wanted to do, um, a lot of RFPs we come across do not specify power management. And it's so important that you have an easy way of turning things on in the morning and off at night. It makes all the difference. So the other thing we wanted to do is to create a flexible but a distributed system, including power management. And that is where we started when we when we started looking at Quicksilver, and that's basically those were our design parameters. And I'm glad to say that we've we've actually met all of them. Um, we started off with a video server, which is based on uh, uh, an Intel compute stick um, that allows us to deliver 1080p and 4K um, video, and we're currently working on a, a slightly larger device that allows us to deliver um, four streams simultaneously, four different streams simultaneously. We can synchronize them, um, but in a very small and affordable um, device. Uh, then we looked at audio. And about 25 years ago, um, I developed a device that allowed us to randomly generate audio environments. So instead of pre-mixing an audio loop, um, you can put a couple of loops on of noises like wind in trees or bubbling brook and that kind of thing. You you run those loops, <clears throat> but then the additional samples that you want, for instance, if you're in the forest, you could put 500 bird samples on and 100 coyote samples. And to each one of the samples, you say, I don't want to hear you um, less often than once every, I don't know, say 20 minutes or whatever. 
Um, and I don't hear you more often than once every seven minutes. And then you let the thing take care of itself and you end up with uh, a very natural sounding soundscape if you can set these values for each one of the samples. So that's what we did with the, uh, with the audio device. Um, we put an amplifier into it. Again, it's a standard piece of hardware, nothing special. And then we got to the point where we wanted to do interfacing. So we developed a button interface that is also wireless. So all of these devices will run on their own. They all contain memory and they all contain their files and they'll all loop and do things that they need to do. But if you um, connect them all over a Wi-Fi link, then when somebody presses a button or when somebody activates a motion sensor, um, the button interfaces are, I mean, they fit in the palm of your hand. So you just Velcro them. Um, inside of a reading rail or you put them on the back of a motion detector. Um, these things wirelessly transmit to a show controller and the show controller then will do what it needs to do. And that whole concept turned into Quicksilver. Um, and th that's, that's the basics of it. Um, together with a, a mesh network based power management system um, became Quicksilver. And that's where we started to see some other fascinating things. Okay, so that's a lot of information. You touched on a lot of things I want to go more in detail about. So first things first, I want to make sure what businesses or venues is Quicksilver for? I heard you mention museums, but what other businesses, venues did you guys have in mind when building this product? So so here's so here's the interesting thing that, that we saw when we started putting this together. Um, because the infrastructure is a lot less and because the components are um, quite affordable, you're, we were seeing savings when we're comparing it with existing systems that vary from, I don't know, five or 10% on the AV integrator end up to, you know, 30-ish percent um, saving on, uh, on hardware and putting, it, and putting it in because you no longer are terminating cables all the time everywhere. You're, you're, you're no longer... Um, having to pull cables and do any of that kind of work, it's a lot easier to put it in. So when that happened, we started to look at the marketing triangle, um, which I'm sure you've seen it. On, on the bottom end, there's a massive number of small venues, and they could be museums, they could be visitor centers, they could be corporate locations, anywhere where you want to display video um, or audio um, or, or hear audio. On the top end, you have a very few, very large places um, that are, you know, the, the top end of the triangle. And what we found, what we're expecting to see happening is that Quicksilver will fit beautifully and expand the bottom end. In other words, museums and places that at the moment would say, you know, we, we can't really do um, AV because it doesn't fit in our budget. Um, I think that we're going to see some penetration of Quicksilver into that end of the market. And then all the way up to the middle, the upper middle part of the market, we'll be able to significantly impact overall price. So what is going to happen is that the savings they'll make on the AV system will be able to, or will result in them being able to put more AV in or to generate more media for, um, to, to, to be able to do more, with it. In other words, you'll do an English version and a Spanish version. And then we started looking at um, um, when when did we trigger what? And our first attempt at this was that, you know, somebody at the front desk hits a button when when 
you can see that there's a, a bunch of kids walking in that prefer the Spanish language or French or Chinese for all I care, um, you'd be able to press a button and tra translate or transfer, I should say, to the other media that's already contained in all of the outstations so that you can do uh, um, a transfer to another language or to, an, to, other, to another content. You go from adult to kid-friendly. Um, and that's that's kind of where that stands. So where it can be applied anywhere now that you have AV from retail to museums, um, it fits in everywhere we, where you now have AV. And I want to make sure, so if a business or venue goes out to purchase Quicksilver, are, are they purchasing multiple Quicksilver products to display over, like let's just use the museum as an example. They're buying multiple Quicksilver products to display one for you know, possibly like aerodynamics, one for, you know, sort of fossils and, and stuff like that. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. So every exhibit would have a component and then the component talks to a, um, a Wi-Fi element, a commercial, very stable um, Wi-Fi range of devices, a Wi-Fi environment, a backbone. And from that, it would then communicate with a single control system that then will control the individual devices as well as maybe lighting and, and mechanical devices or whatever needs to be controlled. So yes, you, you would end up with the video server everywhere where you have a monitor. And the nice thing is that these things are so small, you just plug them into the back and maybe attach them with Velcro or um, do something like that. There, there, there is no need to have to build anything into Setwork anymore. These things are small. Now, how do you go about selling a product like this to potential clients? <laughs> Um, well, I think in principle, um, the basic Quicksilver system, you you will find its place because um, with the financial savings that you can afford to pass on to people, I think the um, just the commercial aspect of it will be will be very appealing to a lot of people. So that's that's the first reason. The second reason is that um, once we had um, Quicksilver up and running, we started looking at developing an infrared tag um, that people could hang around the necks and then um, wherever you're looking, wherever your body is facing, that particular exhibit um, could pick up that infrared signal and transmit it back to the uh, to the base station. And it could say, you know, visitor number 122, um, is there, uh, hey Fred, you're, you're 122, we know that you like um, the Spanish language, we know you're um, an expert adult, so let's give you expert adult content in Spanish. And so that's another aspect of what was special about Quicksilver, is that it's designed with that kind of flexibility in mind. Um, we then got to the point where uh, we've had a lot of practical experience in the past with barcoded devices, RFID, um, infrared transmitters that you have to carry with you. The problem then becomes that we didn't, you then have to maintain them. You have to give them to people, you have to get them back afterwards, you have to charge them, you have to clean them, you have to look after them. And then all of a sudden, um, this and this is the second part of the story really, is that we looked at facial recognition as an option and so we developed Quicksilver specifically with an enormous amount of flexibility in mind that allowed us to change subtitles to one of a large number of different languages, to change the audio track, 
to a number of different languages and to be able to do all of those kind of things. So I think the other reason why people would want to buy Quicksilver is because um, it's recognition ready. Um, there is a whole bunch of different things that you can do with Quicksilver that have never been possible before. So it provides you with a relatively low cost option um, for a solid AV system that delivers the quality at least that you're, you'd expect to be able to see and hear um, with a level of flexibility that is, that is unsurpassed and with the recognition ready ability um, you're ready for the future where, you know, people want to be able to be recognized without anything on them. Um, just sheer facial recognition whereby we can deliver content that is tailored to your audience. And that is what this, that is one of the things that's unique about it. What do you find to be the biggest challenge in either working on or trying to market products like Quicksilver? That's an interesting question, actually. Um, because of my background, you know, I'm an, I'm an engineer and uh, developing, especially with the team that we have here, we have a small team, but some very capable people. Um, developing isn't so hard. Um, the biggest problem is normally getting people to understand what it is that you're doing. Um, and I don't mean just in terms of, you know, giving them a product list, but I mean, in terms of really, really explaining um, why it is that you're doing certain things and where the advantages are. Um, for me, the marketing is a lot harder than the developing tends to be. And that is normally where the challenge is. And certainly this time around it is because you need to try and get hold of the right kind of people that are interested and have a need for this kind of product. And I just have one more question for you. And it's, do you see Quicksilver or similar products like it being the norm in most businesses and venues like 10 years from now? Yes, I expect so. Um, one of the things that really held us back was the... Um, the wireless network, the stability of the wireless network. And it took us a while to find the right product combination that really gives us a very high level of stability. And that was a big deal. And the other thing um, is that, you know, things have changed. And with the new computers that are now available, that are minute and extremely capable, um, plus the fact that we're now using laser projectors that give us 20, 25,000 hours of useful life, or even more in some cases, um, things have changed. And I think this is an adaptation of modern technology as in the latest stuff that is available, um, which is really what set us on this road. You know, we, we started looking at this late last year and it became very clear that it wasn't just a case of um, we wanted to go leading edge. It was a case of we now have well-established solid well-tested commercially available hardware that when you combine it gives us new opportunities that haven't existed before but it's obvious when you start looking at it so yes i'm expecting that this kind of way of putting an av system together in 10 years time will be fairly normal to do um so that that it wouldn't surprise me to see more of this kind of thing on the market um, and the only thing that differentiates us at the moment from uh, other people wanting to do a very similar thing is that we have um, patents pending on our facial uh, recognition based media delivery um, and a couple of other related subjects that obviously give us an edge. Thank you for coming on Maris and thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe for previous podcasts 
articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Kingma, and you have a fantastic rest of your day.